Good afternoon, everyone. It's Friday, and I hope you've had a wonderful week. It's time for Bible study, and this one promises to be so exciting. I've been so excited about the study, about this amazing woman. So get your coffee, get your water, get your drink, get your Bible, your pen, your marker, your dictionary, all the different Bible tools, and sit down and let's study this wonderful, amazing woman in the Bible. So I'm going to be using a bit of an allegory to describe this woman today. We all know, or we've established in previous studies, that the body of Christ, or the people of Israel, were a typology of the body of Christ today. Now, this particular woman and her family lived in a certain city called Bethlehem. And uh, we could say, if we were looking at the body of Christ, they attended a particular church <laughs> in a particular area. Or they were just children of God, serving God. But in this season of their lives, it just seemed like everything wasn't working. Right? It seemed like the prayers weren't being answered. It seemed like the jobs were not coming. It seemed like, you know, it just seemed so tough. The Bible says in Ruth chapter 1 verse 1 and it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. Underline the word famine. Remember we spoke about famine in the days of Respa? Famine means lack. It means lack of productivity. So in this time of this season of these people's lives as believers it just seemed like nothing was working. No spouse, no money, no job, prayers not being answered. And then over there, just across in a place called Wab, where people were not believers like this particular set of uh, this particular couple, pardon me, it seemed like that guy that did Yahoo Yahoo in school was getting the fantastic job. It seemed like that girl that used to sleep around married this great guy. It seemed like, you know, everybody else that had not walked with Jesus like they had seemed to be getting everything that they were not. And sometimes as a believer, when you sit on that other side and everybody else that did not obey, you know, the instructions or did not walk with God like you did, seem to be getting what you don't have. Moab suddenly looks really beautiful. And this was what happened to a woman called Naomi. So Naomi packs her things. Just like that girl who felt I would walk with God in trying to get married and then saw every other person that did not listen to or obey all the different rules that God has set aside for marriage or the journey of marriage, get married and have children and she was still waiting. Just like that guy that said I would never cheat in a test or an exam and then that, those other guys that sat together and cheated got the oil and gas job. That was how Elimelech and Naomi felt. And therefore they went to Moab and for a while Moab was nice. Finally, you decided I've done enough. I'm going to date him even though I know he's not a Christian. Sleep with him, hang out with him, drink with him and his friends, do everything he does. Because being a Christian hasn't helped me anyway. 
I'm finally going to join them to cheat on my wife. Why? Because on those business trips, because that's what will get me in with the boys in the organization and get me the promotion. Finally, this person says, I'm going to start taking bribes and doing those, inflating the figures of those contracts. Why? Because it's fine, you know, they are buying the new cars and the new houses and here you are you know, with nothing. Finally, you're going to stab your friend in the back. Why? Because guess what? You didn't get, she, everybody else seems to be bootlicking and doing what that horrible person said, but you have not gotten that new job. So it's finally time. Finally, you're going to take that first snort of drugs or take that first drink of alcohol or after all, everyone who is hip does it. Finally, you're going to wear that outfit that uncovers every part of your body and shows everything, leaving nothing to, to um, imagination because you know that that is what will get you noticed. On this, in this job, in this sector, you need to be seen as sexy. These are the things that while we might be as believers might say that we never go to Moab, these are the ways that people go to Moab. And that is what happened in Ruth chapter 1 verse 1. But it is very interesting that although Moab might seem interesting for a season and prosperous for a season, but gradually Moab started to lose its luster. The Bible says in Ruth chapter 1 verse 5 verse 4 that, you know, they were there for 10 years. It says in Ruth chapter 1 verse 5 that all of a sudden testimonies started coming from Israel. Testimonies started coming from Bethlehem. All of a sudden that guy that you looked as if he was your brother in church, that looked as if he had been waiting for the job, got that job with six promotions and you are wondering, oh wow. That girl that looked as if she would never get married, finally gets married and it's the marriage that is everything you ever wanted in your marriage. All those people that you thought you had left behind are now on their own journey. Testimonies pouring in from Bethlehem. So, Whereas Moab has started to lose luster. What happened in Moab? The hollowness, the uncomfortable feeling, the lack of joy, that drinking the best champagne does not remove. It wasn't the same peace you felt in Bethlehem. He might have married you, but he never reads his Bible. He's cheating on you and you know it. Always hanging out with the boys, coming home drunk. This isn't the marriage you wanted. You guys never pray together, never study the Bible together. And you keep nagging him, but deep down in your heart, you know that he never lied to you. He never told you he was a believer. You moved from Bethlehem to Moab. You have the money, but there's a turmoil in your spirit. Sometimes you can't sleep at night. It's a nagging feeling deep down. You cannot explain it to everybody. And any, in fact, you can't explain it to anybody. Moab has lost its lust, has, is now has lost its luster. There is a hollowness in Moab. And while the makeup covers it, and while you smile when you go to the parties, and while you feel that temporary elation when you're amongst all those people hailing you, when you sit down by yourself, you know Moab has lost its luster. And this was what happened to Naomi 
in Ruth chapter 1, verse 5. Moab lost his luster. Naomi had nothing. She had had everything, but now she had nothing. So Naomi made a very brave decision. Naomi said, I'm going back home. She said, yes, I know that they will laugh at me. Ah, see that sister that used to be born again. I know that they will talk about me. Hmm. She used to be very effective in the department. I don't know what happened to her. I know that they will whisper, but I'm going back home. I'm going back to studying my Bible. I'm going back to praying like I used to. I'm going back to joining a department. I'm going back to all the instructions that God gave me. And even if Elimelech won't go with me, I'm going back home. And herein lies the story of an awesome woman called Naomi. The interesting thing about Naomi was that she missed Bethlehem so much. She missed her walk with God in Bethlehem so much that she talked about Bethlehem so much that, and had such an amazing relationship with the people around her in Moab that when she finally decided to go back to Bethlehem, or should we say go back to God, she took two people along with her. Two very amazing women. Two very interesting women. She took Ruth and she took Naomi. What kind of person are you? Are you the kind of person that people would want to go back to Bethlehem with? That was Naomi. But going back to Bethlehem was a tumultuous journey. It was a journey through the river Anon, the plains of Moab, the river Jordan, Jericho, Jerusalem, and Bethlehem. Going back home required disciplining your mind to pray without your spirit wandering. It required training your spirit to spend time in worship again. It required going back to that department to serve again after you had been there away for so many years. It wasn't that easy a journey. It wasn't that easy a journey. But Naomi was determined. And as they started the journey and it got tougher and tougher, and the desert got stronger, harder and harder to navigate, Naomi turned to Ruth and Opha and said, This isn't like where you are coming from. This doesn't have all the things that you are used to. You might not like it here. But Ruth and Opha said to Naomi, You've showed us enough of your God. We are interested. But as anybody knows, when you are coming back from a backslidden state, going back to that walk with God is not always the easiest thing to do. Therefore, Naomi started her journey in a very interesting manner. And into Bethlehem. Into Bethlehem walked Naomi. But like anyone sometimes who comes back from a journey, carrying on her head the shame of having left when things were tough, carrying on her head the shame of turning her back on her walk with God. So when people came back to welcome Naomi with joy, she said, no, let me stay at the back in the department. I don't want to make any contribution. 
Please don't call me to any assignment. Everybody knows my story. But God was waiting for this amazing woman. How did God reach Naomi, even though she walked back into church with her head covered in shame? Make sure you are ready for the next session of this amazing woman. I will show you how God brought her back into the fold in its fullness and restored everything that was lost to her. Action points, my dear sisters and brothers. No matter how much famine there is or it looks like there is in Bethlehem, Moab can never be better. It can only be temporarily better, but it will lose its luster. My dear sisters and brothers, hmm. The journey to go back is a journey of courage, but you are more than capable of walking that journey. It starts with a decision. It might not be easy, but like Naomi, God is waiting for you. So if you are listening to this and you know that you used to be in Bethlehem, like Naomi, but you are in Moab, God said to tell you, I'm waiting for you to come back home. Let's pray. Father, we lift up every Naomi in Moab that stumbled or is listening to this. And we ask that you let them know that your arms are open wide. Thank you, Lord, for the story of the amazing woman, Naomi. If you want to hear how God restored Naomi, make sure you tune in for next week's version or conclusion on the amazing woman called Naomi. Have a wonderful week and do not forget to study your Bible. God bless you.